0: Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avoda Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantov table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha's Chaya just a couple of thoughts from the Vulnagon. So we have Perik Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Beis, Vayeva Avram Lisbo the Sarek of Lev Avram came to give a Hesped on Sarah and to cry for her. The word vilib is written with a small chaf, and a lot of the them have different explanations. The Gra says a beautiful pshat. He says that it is hinting to the fact that that word means that Avram was crying. So when you think about it, what was Avram crying about? Sarah was 127 years. Her life was great. It was a fulfilling life, and a life filled with Abu Hashem. Sarah fulfilled her purpose in life. And so her she, she reached shleimah. She reached perfection in her life. So Avraham was happy for her that she had reached this where her life was complete, satisfying, and she was one of the eternal mothers of Kalyasral. But yet he was missing her. It was his wife of many, many years. And so, therefore, there was a small comfort in her death and something that helped curtail a little bit of his sadness, a little bit of his t- crying. And that was the recognition that her life was dedicated to Hashem. That's why there's a small chaf. What's left to be thought about is why specifically that letter, meaning I understand that the vort here he's trying to show is that it is it is diminishing uh, the word cry to show that there was a little less of a cry, and it's a beautiful lesson because in life we should recognize that life is about ruchnius, it's about our spiritual accomplishments that we bring out throughout our entire life through the challenges that we have, and that's really what it's all about in every situation in life, no matter how long each person, each myself has a different length and each life has a different length. Uh, I had a friend of mine who passed away. He was 24 years old, and his grandfather, was a very chashv person, spoke at the levaya. It was very tragic, and he said that he's a, he is his he own And I told him that, after all that sorrow, this person went through, he is meseches makus, which was also 24 blot. And he was very comforted by that. You know, Hashem, he he was my friend was spent his life running towards Hashem. That was his, Hashem was his ear miklat, and his life was challenging. There were a lot of challenges, and this idea of recognizing that the purpose of life is to accomplish spiritual things could really change our perspective. We might not understand why Hashem puts us through things, but we at least understand that there's a Rebunut that runs the world, and that curtails some of the crime. But why the letter Chaf? So I want to suggest that letter Chaf, we know that Rashi says she was 100, Sarah was 127 years. And Bas Kuf, Kibbas Chaf, Bas Chaf, uh, Kibbas Zayin, what does that mean? So a person turns 20, They're Chayv and Onshim and Hashemayim. And so the number 20 represents not just 13 where a person, or 12, or a boss mitzvah girl, that they, they reach maturity. But how mature is a 12-year-old? How mature is a 13-year-old? But the age of 20 is the age of understanding. The brain is more fully developed. And that was what her life was revolved around, that 20-year-old person of that recognition, that shlemas, that recognition of the Rebun Shalom's presence in the world, and what her purpose in life was. That is being stressed here in that little small chaf. That is what Avraham cried about losing his wife, but recognized and was comforted by the fact that her life was revolving around chaf that responsibility towards Hashem and that recognition of Das that she had achieved in that time and used for the rest of her remainder of hundred and seven years. Moving on, there's also a shot about Lisbod to give a hesped that he was eulogizing his wife. The Gamarin Vavan says Igra de Delui. Uh, the reward of a hesped is Delui. So what does that mean? Uh, so different people say different pshat, and the way seems to be um, to escort from the word levaya, which is like levaya itself, which is the final escort of the dead person. So what does that mean? It says the girl, beautiful shot, and this is just so powerful and so important, that every single person needs to draw out a lesson from the mace, and that is the greatest tikkun for the neshama, the nifter, and it's also a tikkun for the person himself. And this is a famous idea that when a person dies... It's brought down, it's been said at many levias, and it's an important thing. When a person dies, all of his midos are up for grabs, so to speak. There's a spiritual uh, vacuum in the world that opens up and allows people to fill that need that this person has left the void. And those mitos that the person has are ones that we could grab onto and learn, whether it was from his chesed or her Torah or Gemil's chasadim or Emes, Frumkite. Yura whatever it is, we should learn those lessons. So, Igra de Espeda, the benefit of a hesped is the Lui, what you draw out and take to heart about that person's life. This next verse shows us the precision and beauty of Torah once again when we open up our hearts and minds and see how precise the words are and how it's in Ramesh, it's really beautiful and inspirational. Parachav uh, inspirational. Pasik Dalad, Avraham is trying to buy Ma'arah Samachpela, the famous barrel plot where uh, there are it's called Kiryat Arba because there's a group of four Zugos, four pairs, couples that are buried there. And that is Adam and Chava were already there by the time Avraham came about. And there was going to be six more people buried there. And that was uh, going to be Avraham and Sarah and Yitzhak and Rivka. And then ultimately it was going to be Yaakov and Leah. But there is one more person that is buried there. Gmarin Sotah, Yud-Gimel-Medalph, tells us that Asaph's head was buried in as well. So, Says the Vilna a beautiful diak. It says in the Pusik that Abraham is trying to convince Ephron to m- make the sale, which he eventually did purchase it for an exorbitant price. Likvar Macy, please allow me to bury my dead. It says this six times. And one time it says a different lesson, which is Ves Ephron says, you could bury your dead there. So it says the Grot, that This refers to the fact that, that remember, there were eight people buried there, Kirat Arba, they're called couples because that couplehood, like it says, which is 310 worlds, and the Swarmakadoshim say that it's really 620, which is Kesser the crown, which is the tariag mitzvot, and the 7th Rabban, 620. And that is the Kesser of Ishto, which is the ultimate ziwag that brings the Rebbeinah presence into the world. So this is the zugos, the, the four great pairs. And remember, Adam and Chavo were already buried there. That's what made it into the holy place that Hashem wanted them to be buried and that the Avos were ultimately going to be buried there. And so therefore, Avraham was saying, Likvar Macy, to, to bury my dead, which is my great tzaddikim that are, that are going to be there, which is Avraham, Sarah, Rivka, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and Leah. However... Ephron says, basically, Kavar, Ephron, the Russia, he's the one that says, and, and the dead one, you could, you should bury there too. And that was a hint to Asaph, whose head was buried there. Let's just say a word about Asaph's head being buried there. Uh, what, what's the shot in his head being there? And the answer is that there's a big disconnect. Amalik comes from the word Malika. Remember, Amalik was the uh, grandson of Asaph from Eliphaz, who uh, created a momzer through his perversions. And so Amalek was the nation that tries the antithesis of Kla Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu eshechina medaber to chrono. Rabbeinu Shalom speaks from his mouth and brings out Kirishem Shemayim. And Amalek is the one that tries to destroy the name of Hashem. And that's why Anakisei Shalim, As long as Amalek is in the world. And so the Peshat is that um, Esav's head was separated from his body. In his head, he learned lots of Torah. And he had the potential. He could have been a great person. But he never applied it to his body. And he let his body run him. And he acted perverted. And that ultimately is what caused his uh, destruction. And the Gemara in says that he's a Yisrael mumer, and he is forgotten, and he is the Russia that lost everything. And so that is the lesson that we're trying to learn. The Es Meischlik but Ephron says Ephron is one that refers to Asav's life, a wasted life, the dead one. He should be buried there as well. And those are the seven more people that had to be buried in Marzal Paled, or at least six people, whole people, and one head, uh, in addition to the two people, Adam and Chava, that were already there. I've spoken about this in the past in Parakh of Dalapasak Aleph it says that Avram was a zakin Baba Yamim, which unfortunately and the Gra explains this beautifully that, that Baba Yamim means that he brought all of his days with him, that he was accountable for all of his days that were used for service of Hashem. But I'm going to focus on the Bahashem Avram Bakol. So the only gun once commented that the word bakol is a remez to three things, which all refer to sukkah. Basuko's teshwash yamim, you should sit in a sukkah for seven days. And that's the base. Chaf is kol haEzra chav Yisrael, all Jews. yeshua sukkah, she sits and the lamid of bakol is laman Yehudah or sechen kevah sukkah shavti Yisrael. The yekra chav kol laman So what's the pshat? <laughs> what does that mean? Who cares? What's the hint? So I believe that the pshat is that. Avraham used his life to be Shem shemaim. He always brought Hashem's presence down to the world. And that's the whole idea of a sukkah. The sukkah is that everything that you do, every spiritual thing that you do, is one that brings out Kavad shemaim. And that was Avraham's lesson, that there's Rebun Shem in this world, and let's enjoy him, and let's see the chesed that Hashem does, because that shows Hashem's presence and brings Hashem down so that we could feel him and experience him in a palpable way, and therefore serve him more and more each day. That is the bakol, the ultimate bless- blessing that Avraham stood for, that he created a life of sukkah where he was always in the shadow of Hashem and feeling Hashem's presence in his life. And finally, if you look in Perik Hey Pasuk Vav, we know that Avraham had a pilagesh who was Hagar, and the Pasuk says that he sent away his b'nei ha-pilagshim, he sent them away, he gave them gifts and sent them away, they were not going to inherit with Yitzhak. And Rashi says that um, it's, the Pasuk is spelled pilagshim, it's instead of spelling it with a P, you pay Yud, it's missing the Yud, it's, and it's Khasr, and he says that um, there was only one Pelegish, it wasn't wasn't Pelegshim, it wasn't plural, and that was Hagar, which is the same person as Keturah, and Rashi explains that normal wives are with exuba, but Pelegshim are without exuba. So if that's the case, then why does it say Pilagshim in the Pasuk. I understand it's spelling it chasar to tell me that Avram only had one Pilagish, But Why does it say Pilagshim? So some people try to explain that he was married to Hagar and he was married to Keturah and she was different. Either according to some of her, she was a different woman, but according to Rashi and most Rishonim and many Madrashim, she was the same person. So then they try to explain that maybe she was a different type of person the first time he married her versus the second time. But there's something very fascinating from the Grah. The Grah says that the name Hashem is between Ish ve Isha. We know that the word Ish, if you take the word fire, you have Ish, you add a Yud, you have a Ish, a man, and you add a He, you have Isha. And if you add Shem Hashem, naturally, man and women do not work well together. However, if you add Hashem into the picture, then the match works beautifully, um, and there's a tremendous connection. And so, therefore, um, there's a shame Yud, hey, Hashem's name, is is in the man and the woman. And that's the point. Zacha, they want to bring the Shekhinah with them. However, you're still missing, that's only half of the name, Yudke Vavke. So how do you, how are you mashing on the rest? So says the gra you have a Ksuba. A Ksuba is spelled Kasav. It's a, it's something that you write for her, but it's a Kisu with a Vav and a hey Ba. So it's the Vav and the hey of the Ksuba that equals Yudke Vavke. However, the Pelegesh doesn't have a Ksuba. And so therefore, says the Vilnagon, the pshat is like this: that when it comes to the regular wife, so there's a Yudke Vovke and Ishva just in general when they come together. But then there's a ksuba, which which is mashlem shem Hashem. However, the pelegish, it's only a peleg shem; it's only a half name because there's only the Ishvaisha part. There's only a man and a woman. However, there's no ksuba; there's no there's no uh, connection there through the ksuba. So it's therefore a peleg shem. Hashem's name is still re- remains half. Now I'm not going to discuss the what exactly a pelegish is, and of course it's not recommended that anybody takes one nowadays because it certainly like Chazal say, sorrows, it does not create uh, good things for Shalom Bias. But the idea that I would like to express is that what's a Ksuba? A ksuba is a commitment. A ksuba is a commitment that I will take care of you and I take responsibility for you. And that is what brings down Shem Hashem. That is the ultimate commitment that Hassan and Kala have for each other, that we are dedicated to the Torah and to each other. Anilu Dodi, That is what brings Shem Hashem into the world. And so we should always work on the, taking out the Ish from our relationships and making it Ish Ve'isha that there's peace between them. And the commitment and love that they have towards one another—that's the ksuba, the vav he, thats mashlem, shem hashem. There's also vav yudke, yud kei vav ke, is also mashlem, the word mitzvah. Mitzvah is mem tzadi, vav he. The yud and the he is interchangeable on the atbash. Um, it's interchangeable with uh, mem and sadi. If you look through the list, and the vav and the he is again that commitment that we have towards Hashem to the mitzvos, That's another manifestation of our connection with Hashem. We should be zocher to banish the ash from our households, and to only bring a full Shem Hashem, one of doing Ratzon Hashem, growing, and one of Shalom, Achtos, reus, and only good things into our lives, and commitment to one another, commitment to the relationship, commitment to ourselves, commitment to care, and to create a home, a Ba'i b'yisrael. we shall all be so to do so. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com